Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Join us every weekday at this time to discuss news, spend time in the Word, and receive answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, Kathy. Uh, here we are now at uh, the beginning of February, if you can believe that. Uh, good morning. I love February, my, one of my favorite months. Yep. You, know, you, yep. Love, you love Valentine's Day, right? I did. Well, I love all of February, though. Dan's okay. and my first date was in February. We got engaged in February. We got married in February. So in my mind, I just should be celebrated all month long in February. All right. All right. So there we go. That's good. <laughs> Do you guys uh, and Dan does a good job of that. <laughs> that's good. That's neat. Uh, you guys go together, and that's fun. Um, well, we're uh, still on uh, discussing, you know, God's will, and uh, particularly as we talk about hearing His voice. Um, and we've talked through uh, examples. Uh, first of all, we we said it's it is personal. It's dialogue that we can understand, mm-hmm. uh, in clarity that we can understand, and it's. Uh, and Jesus said this uh, to his disciples um, as he was leaving. This is in uh, John 16, right before he's going to Gethsemane. Um, he says, up until now, you've really never had to pray because you've had me. Mm-hmm. And what I'm trying to say to you boys is that you have been praying because that's what prayer looks like. Right. It's dialogue. It's conversation. It's discussion. Mm-hmm. It's it's understanding my uh, direction and the have you follow me, um, you know, step by step by step. Mm-hmm. And, and for the last three years, you have been willing to do That's that. That's what you've been doing, right? Um, you went where I took you. We experienced things that I brought you into. Mm-hmm. I explained things that you had questions about. I challenged you and you challenged me and we've been doing life together for three years. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, guess what? It's going to continue. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I'm leaving physically and I'm going to go to my death and be resurrected, which they still had trouble with under, until right, final, finally, right. finally they understood it, you know, in Pentecost. Uh, but I'm going to put myself back within you. Mm-hmm. And you'll just have the same relationship we've always had. Mm. You can talk to me. I'll talk to you. I'll dialogue with you. I'll process with you. You know truth. You know Old Testament. You know these things that are going to be now written and stories that are going to be told because of our experiences. Um, but life for you is going to be just ongoing dialogue. Mm-hmm. That's what it looks like. That's what it feels like. My sheep hear my voice. So. Uh, we've learned that we gave we we had the examples of Abraham. You know, was called to leave uh, Moses. Who pay attention? I'm going to send you to Pharaoh. Jeremiah, I'm going to use you as a, a prophet, even though you don't uh, feel you're capable. <laughs> right. Uh, I'll do it. Well, this next story is involves two people, uh, Paul and Ananias. So, um, if you go to uh, Acts chapter nine, and uh, let me, uh, uh, I've got. Uh, I know one to six. We may want to read the whole thing. 
1 to 6 uh, and 10 to 16. Do you want me to just continue all the way through it? Yeah, actually, go ahead and start at the beginning. First of all, just read 1 through 9, and then we'll pick up at 10. So go ahead and read 1 to 9. Okay, sure. Then Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked letters from him to the synagogues of Damascus, so that if he found any who were of the way, whether men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. As he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly a light shone around him from heaven. Then he fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, Who are you, Lord? Then the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. It is hard for you to kick against the goads. So he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what do you want me to do? Then the Lord said to him, Arise and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. And then the men who, and the men who journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing a voice, but seeing no one. Then Saul arose from the ground, and when his eyes were opened, he saw no one. But they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. And he was three days without sight, and neither ate nor drank. Yeah. So... Um... There's lots of cool little uh, nuances to the story. Um, remember, this is after the resurrection. Uh, Paul is a Pharisee uh, who's, you know, the ruling body of the Jews. Mm-hmm. He's not the head guy, by the way. The high, he's not the high priest. But um, of all the Pharisees, Paul, it says, Paul knew the Old Testament the best. Right. Uh, a super, he studied under uh, a person called Gamaliel, who was like another, you know, Harvard professor type. Mm-hmm. Um, I studied under that guy, and I studied, and I knew it, and I knew it, and I knew it. And by the way, not only do I know it, but I'm going to snuff out mm-hmm. this, this what he considered heresy right. of uh, Jesus and teaching a different way to the Jews when, uh, as far as I'm concerned, he's not following the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. And so it's false. And because it's false, I'm going to personally snuff it out. And we know that he was standing at the site of Stephen when he got stoned to death. Right. Uh, And here it says he's decided. Mm -hmm. He said, I know the rest of you, you know, have said, you know, you reject this too and you're going to come against it. But personally, I'm going after this, mm-hmm. and I'm going to snuff it out, and I'm going to find them all and put them in jail or kill them. Um, and I know that that's, in my opinion, that's the right thing to do. So he's on his way to right. Damascus. Damascus is in Lebanon, is where we would call mm-hmm. Lebanon. You know, so it's quite oh, a, interesting. Okay, it, it's quite a ways north of um, Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. And remember, he would have had to pass through Galilee hmm. to get there. So he's he's probably at least two week walk, one and a okay. half to two week walk to get to Damascus. But he's he's okay. going to say, "I'm going to go on my way." And as I find these Christians, I'm going to I'm going to you know arrest them, have them arrested. Uh, so he's on his way. Uh, so he's pretty close. Evidently, he's pretty close to Damascus. So he's achieved his, you know, part of it. And while he's there, while he's on his way, and he's going with other religious guys, um, 
Jesus appears. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he strikes him, basically. Uh, uh, and he notices that, you know, that um, uh, it's, it's uh, he, he could probably had a vision of physically seeing Jesus. Uh, by mm-hmm. the way, uh, this is interesting. This is a side note. Um, around the world, um, there are particularly Muslims who are getting exposure to Christianity. And underneath it all, and this is really true for everybody, there is a thought, I wonder what's really true. Mm-hmm. Even though you've been taught a certain way. Right. There's this innate, and God speaks about this in Romans uh, chapter 1, is that I put in everybody a desire to know there, that is there something different than this? Is there a truth right. to this that I don't know? Um, actually, a story right after this, which is Cornelius, is a Roman soldier, and he says, I kind of think there's something else. You know, if mm-hmm. you're real, you know, show me. And then, of course, show the, me, the right. angel shows up and says, hey, your prayers are answered. Uh, you've been wondering if it's true. I'm going to show you the truth, you know, and then and we'll mm-hmm. actually talk about that next. But uh, uh, so uh, there's this innateness. And, and so, so there's Muslims who are saying, I wonder... Even though I know I've been taught a certain way and I, and I have this strong, you know, uh, allegiance to it, is there really, is this Jesus, is this really true? Well, guess what? Jesus is physically showing up mm-hmm. uh, and appearing before them and speaking to them, you know, which is kind of right. cool. Um, so that's what happened to Paul. Uh, he's speaking to him and he shows up. Um, and Jesus, uh, a light shines around him, he falls to the ground, and he hears God say, Saul... Mm-hmm. Saul, why are you persecuting me? Right. Uh, okay, now, this is the, the cool nuance of all this. Mm-hmm. Who's, who's talking? Jesus Jesus is, is talking. Does, yeah. does Paul know Jesus at all? I'm sure he knows of him well, yeah. but did not meet him. No, didn't, doesn't know him. No, it wasn't um, of the age group. <laughs> hasn't, hasn't been... Um, a believer hasn't been right. discussing, receiving, talking to God in any way. Right. Um, he was actually opposing him, and so it was all in his mind. Here's what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. But Jesus speaks to him. Right. Okay. Now think about this. This is really cool. And this is what we teach everybody that comes to abiding. Does it require the recipient? to be able to have a certain maturity level of understanding experiences to hear God's voice? Absolutely not. None. Matter of fact, this guy, I I don't even think it's ever even possible because I don't even think he's real. Mm -hmm. But he hears his voice. Right. Well, and even to your point, speaking about the Muslims, you know, all over the world right now, you are hearing stories of them coming off, you know, into places and, asking people I'm, I I saw a vision of a man in white and was told to go ask someone and and they go to a Christian and a Christian tells them who he was and you know I mean all kinds of crazy cool stories but yeah. often a very similar thing as this you know I saw a vision of a man in white tell me who he is yeah you know yeah and they're speaking there so that 
the one thing as you as you say I'd like to hear God's voice is see it just it just really is am I open to it in any mm-hmm. way uh, it's actually not based on anything that you do or have done or could do it's just you have a heart to hear it and this is what was interesting enough known about Saul by God mm-hmm. why are you persecuting me and and he, he says well who are you Lord Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's like, I recognize I heard what you said. Right. I know you're talking to me. I recognize that this has to do with God more than just some, you know, uh, uh, angel. Because uh, he says, Lord, he doesn't say, who are you? Who are you? Just mm. He could have said, who are you? Right. Who are you, Lord? Who are you, you know, God? And God, Jesus says, I'm Jesus whom you're persecuting. It's hard for you to kick against the goats. Um, so, um, now Paul got it right away. Mm -hmm. Paul in his mind prior to the statement is persecuting who? Jesus and other Christians. No, Christians. He says, I'm going after these Christians who believe falsely Mm -hmm. and I'm going, I'm going after them. And Jesus says, why are you persecuting me? Right. Well, who are you? Well, I'm the one you're persecuting. It, it, it gets it right away. Mm-hmm. Is that, oh, so what I thought isn't really true, is it? No. Mm. Okay, so now this is cool. Uh, read verse 6. And this is an amazing statement that actually characterizes Paul's life. What does it say? It says, so he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what do you want me to do? Okay. This is what this is what God knew about this guy. Mm-hmm. I'm going to snuff it out. I'm going after it. Jesus shows up. <laughs> I'm the one you're persecuting. In other words, mm-hmm. the resurrection is true, right? And all that that all that, that that implies is true. And you're coming after me. Why are you coming after me? Me? Forget about the Christians. Mm-hmm. You're coming after me. And his statement is not, well, yeah, but, or I thought, or how come, or I'm not sure. Lord, uh, what do you want me to do now? Right. Okay, and, and, and Paul, if you read Paul's statements at the beginning of every book he wrote, Paul, a bondservant of Christ yes. Jesus. It wasn't Paul, the great apostle who knows everything. Mm-hmm. It's a bondservant has this question always in his heart. Right. What do you have to say to me? What do you want me to do now? Mm-hmm. And, and, and he immediately responds that way. Um, because why? Now, now think about what had to have happened. He had to hear God's voice mm-hmm. in order to do that, to respond that right. way. Absolutely. Um, and, it, and it really wasn't based on any even heart that he had other than ultimately underneath it all, he had a heart to hear. Mm-hmm. And God knew that and could speak to him in clear language that he received personally. That's what dialogue looks like. Uh, and mm-hmm. he says, okay, I want you to go into the city um, and you'll be told what to do there. Okay. And, and so he does. Okay. So he says, um, here's what I want you to do. Go into the city and I'll, I'll tell you what to do there and wait. Okay. So he does. So now read verses 10 through um, uh, 18, uh, sure. 19. Now there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias, and to him the Lord said in a vision, Ananias. 
And he said, Here I am, Lord. So the Lord said to him, Arise and go to the street called Straight, and inquire at the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus, for behold, he is praying. And in a vision he has seen a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him, so that he might receive his sight. Then Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard about him. Uh, I have heard from many about this man how much harm he has done to your saints in Jerusalem. And here he has authority from the chief priests to bind all who call on your name. But the Lord said to him, Go, for he is a chosen vessel of mine to bear my name before Gentiles, kings, and the children of Israel. For I will show him many things he must suffer for my name's sake. And Ananias went his way and entered the house, and laying his hands on him, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you came, has sent me that you may receive your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately there fell from his eyes something like scales, and he received his sight at once, and he arose and was baptized. So when he had received food, he was strengthened. Then Saul spent some days with the disciples at Damascus. Okay. So um, uh, there's a disciple... So that means Ananias has received Christ mm-hmm. and been in relationship with him. Now remember, after Pentecost, uh, a disciple of Christ who received him now had the Holy Spirit within him. Right. And they learn right away uh, the aspect of hearing his voice and dialoguing with God. Mm-hmm. So... Um, God says to him, Ananias, uh, look in verse 10, Ananias' response. And I, Ananias, he said what? Here I am, Lord. Here I am, Lord. Okay, now, contrast that with Paul's question. Mm-hmm. Who Paul are you, says, Lord? who are you? Mm-hmm. Ananias says, well, I know, I know. I've had dialogue with you before. Mm-hmm. I know how this works. I know you're calling my name. Here I am. Right. In essence, what do you got to say? Right. This will be fun. Why? Well, because he's already used to it. He's been practicing this already. At this point, he is in the process of understanding that when God says, here, I got something to say to you. Yeah, sure. What do you got to say? It wasn't like, huh? What? Right. Uh, who are you? What's this? I've never heard this before. What am I? You know, it's it's all it's a just, very familiar response. It's just all yeah. natural, and that's what a disciple's you know supposed to experience. Mm-hmm. And he says, "Okay, I'd like you to go." And um, and in verse eleven and twelve, how specific is this instruction? Very specific. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the street to go to, yeah. who to look for. Yeah, the house. You know. Yeah. Um, so and see, the way that we typically are living. We think God is just offering, you know, a general thought mm-hmm. and good luck. I hope I hope you get there, you know. And, right. you know, so he didn't say, well, yeah, there's this Saul. He's somewhere in a city north of here. Good luck. Go find him. I hope you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about if I just tell you exactly where to go um, and go to this straight, this house. And by the way, it's Saul. Um, and I want you to lay hands on him. It's <laughs> Saul. So- First of all, did Ananias have any trouble hearing that specificity? No, he heard it very clearly. All of it, it wasn't like, 
uh, what street and what and who mm-hmm. and I'm not sure and it's fuzzy. Super clear because God's voice is knowable. Mm-hmm. And he, he says, I don't want you to struggle with what you hear mm-hmm. per se. I want you to struggle with the meaning of what you hear. Mm. And let's process that. But I don't want right. you to be caught up in um, what? Huh? Uh, I don't understand anything. No, I need to say something and then react to what I said. And so he mm-hmm. says, I understood what you just said, <laughs> but <laughs> do you know who you're talking about here? This right. guy's out to get rid of all of us. And this is not, no, uh, I do not want to do this. This is not a good idea. And it right. doesn't make any sense to me. And are you sure you know what you're doing? Um, and God says, yes. Uh, and then he gives him this great revelation. In verse 15, he says, go, because he's a chosen vessel to do what? To bear my name to the Gentiles, the the kings, and the children of Israel. All the disciples, including Ananias, up to this point, have thought that the message is just for the Jews. Mm -hmm. And that's it. That's how they've they've looked. That's why they always always went to the synagogues. They always went to the Jews first. Uh, And they didn't even go to Gentiles at this point. Right. um, Because they didn't think that was part of the plan. And God says, hey, by the way, Ananias, I'm going to give you a revelation that you're the first one to hear it. We're going to the Gentiles. And Saul's going to be the one leading it. Um, so, yep. And by the way, don't worry. He, he won't, he, he'll have some, a lot of hardship in life. Don't worry mm-hmm. about it. Um, but by the way, <laughs> the neat thing about Paul is um, he makes a statement in Timothy. He says, I, I did have a lot of hardship, but God delivered me from all of them. And I learned how the, how beautiful that is. So it didn't bother me that I had trouble because I knew I was going to get delivered from them all, and right. I did. I did. Um, so that was kind of cool. Um, so Ananias says, "Okay, um, I understand what you said. You've reinforced what you said. It was okay that I questioned what you said. Mm-hmm. It didn't bother you." But you are giving me insight and revelation and encouragement that, yes, this is my will. Follow my will. And he says, okay. Okay, then he does. And he goes and he lays hands on Saul and he says this, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road has sent me that you may receive your sight. Okay, now, and this is, this is as you abide in the word, you start to recognize something. Um, the discussion with Ananias is that Go to go to Saul, lay hands on him. Mm-hmm. Here, by the time he gets there, he said, "Jesus, who appeared to you on the road, mm-hmm. has sent me." Okay, now how did he know that? He must have been dialoguing with God along the way. So it continued, and this is what I was trying to say before: is there's a lot of times in Scripture that there's dialogue that continues; it's just not recorded. Right. Here it's implied and, and semi-recorded because Ananias says, I know all about what happened to you. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, how did that occur? Well, it was because, and he says, okay, I'm going to go. And then as he's going, remember, dialogue is just beautiful walking with God. Right. So he's walking, you know, to Damascus, to this straight, you know, this street called straight, et cetera. Uh, exactly what happened. <laughs> mm-hmm. What what is what is all what what led to this? 
well, uh, I appeared to him on the road and a light shone and uh, he said, who are you, Lord? And uh, I told him who I was and he said, what do I do now? Mm -hmm. And I told him to go to Damascus and he's explained everything because why? The dialogue continued. Right. Between Ananias and God to explain it all. And then when he got there, he says, I, I know all about you because I've had this dialogue with God. Mm-hmm. And so here's here it is. And, and I know that you were told that I'm coming to do it and I'm the guy. And God told me I'm supposed to go do this and you're going to get healed. Right, right. And you're going to receive the Holy Spirit. And this is it. And so God put it all together and, and worked both sides of it. And this is something that Paul understood, and certainly Ananias now was understanding it. Uh, and again, as you abide in this word, you know, a question would come up is, well, why didn't he just tell all that to Paul in the first place? Because Paul was listening. Mm. He could have said, I'm, I'm Jesus. Here's what I want you to do. Here's what I, I'm going to send you to the Gentiles. Here's, here's all the things. You know, I'm going to baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Um, let's go. He could have done that. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, well, you go in the, into the city and wait. Uh, Ananias, here's what I want you to do. Um, and he could have just said, hey, there's a guy named Saul, and he's going to become a believer, and that's it. But he said, I want you. I'm involving you. Mm-hmm. Okay, why? Well, because God is is working what I call both sides of the deal. Right. And to show you that you have a role in something that's bigger than you. And I'm using you in that role, but also in order for you to fulfill my role for you, you have to listen to my voice. And Mm. Paul, I'm speaking to you. Ananias, I'm speaking to you. And you're fulfilling together all that Mm -hmm. I have in mind. Why? Because you're listening to what I'm speaking. And I think, see, I think Paul understood it both on both I I hear what you're saying to me and wow I see what you did with this guy and you talked mm-hmm. to him so really my life going forward now is going to be in dialogue with you hearing your voice uh you got it son mm. uh let's go um and learn it learn it learn it receive it receive it receive it and as we walk through acts for example and all the books of that he wrote we see how direct clear all the time dialogue was going on, including this this happened by the way um, uh, after he becomes a believer uh, he's taken to Jerusalem uh, Barnabas befriends him and learns all about it uh, tells the disciples no it's real um, he's he's now going to get chased down by the other Pharisees and so they they lower him down and say okay go go home Mm-hmm. Uh, his home is Tarsus, and that's in um, you know uh, north of Cyprus, uh, basically around Turkey uh, area. Um, and he goes home. And three years later is when Barnabas went and got him, mm-hmm. um, and said, "Okay, come." Well, for three years, uh, what Paul was doing is by himself and the Holy Spirit. What he was doing was walking through every verse of the Old Testament. What does this mean? What does this look like? And he was in constant daily dialogue with God about the truth of, well, I know this is all true. And now I have new revelation that fulfills it, which, by the way, Jesus said he came to do. I didn't come to abolish it. I came to fulfill it. Right. And Paul learned what that meant. How? 
dialogue, 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 dialogue. And, and it's yeah. fantastic. And then he said, okay, now you're ready. And it wasn't even, okay, Saul, I want you to go do X. He says to Barnabas, go get Saul. Remember that guy? Go get him. He can help you out. And by the way, he'll learn from you, and then there'll be a moment where you'll you'll let him have the the leadership. Um, that's the way life works with God: is walk with mm-hmm. me, walk with me, walk with me, and I'm working it all. And everybody has to learn. You've got to hear my voice and and be playing the part of the bigger story that I need you to play without worrying about about the the knowing what the bigger story is all about. Right. Just that right. you get the joy of being part of it. Uh, so we'll we'll talk more about this as we go through examples. But the, we wanted to use these real live biblical examples to illustrate the truth of it, mm-hmm. and therefore expect it, start experiencing it, and all you got to do is listen and and start to respond and believe that what you're hearing you know is from God. So Father, we thank you for these great stories, particularly Paul and Ananias. Uh, what a great opportunity to see how you work. And the beauty of that anybody can hear your voice if we just have a heart to hear it. And we pray that we will in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Such a beautiful example and even an example of how God uses community to affirm what he speaks to. Right. Yes. (laughs) So much to that. Um, But anyway, thank you for sharing that today. And thank you for joining us, everyone. If you have questions, please be sure to send them in at questions at abideministries.com. And we'd love to talk about it and keep talking and listening to God. Amen. All right. Have a great day. We'll see you next time. See you then. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.